Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero. How do you know whether you need to torch what you like to get what you love? And what I mean when I use the word torch, I mean burn it up, cook it, scorch it. And it represents the pain that was the actual fuel that got you to a certain point of success. How do you know whether you got to torch all of that to get to the next level? And I'm here to tell you that I had to do it in my business because for most of my business career, I really only had one goal. That goal was to build a business that did $100 million a year. Now, I'd love to say that I had that goal on the very first day that we opened the doors in November of 1995, but I didn't have that goal back then. I really only had the goal of survival. How do I build something that pays my bills? And after at least 10 years of struggling, my wife is actually the person who began to push me. And she used to say to me, you're so much bigger than your business, Matt. One day you'll realize it. And when she would tell me that, it would make me crazy. I would get so angry at her. Was she trying to help me or was she trying to hurt me when she said that? I used to ask myself all the time. And finally, one day when she said that to me, I said, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to build a $100 million a year business. And the byproduct of that is it's going to shut my wife up. And I did it. In 2013, commercial fleet financing, the the core business, hit $100 million a year in business. But it should have been a happier moment. I remember finishing that year and not feeling overly satisfied of achieving the goal. And when I would lie in bed at night, my wife would be next to me and our three boys would be in their rooms. I started to search for why wasn't I happy. And I ended up having to go way, 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 way back to realize what was the motivation for me to ever do it. How did I achieve it? And I kept coming back to the pain. The pain of the fact when my birth father left when I was six months old, and poof, just like that, he was gone. I never saw him again. I never heard from him again. And and then there was pain when the kids would call me Fat Matt on the playground and bully me. And then there was the pain of when my mother remarried and my adopted father used to call me stupid and idiot and moron and retard over and over and over when I was a kid. See, I, I quarantined that pain just like you do. I put that pain in a little box 
and I stacked bricks around it and I ended up building a persona, a personality that was entirely built to protect that pain so I would never have to deal with it again. And that pain burns hot, man. If that's fuel, you're talking fuel that burns hot. And that fuel is what got me to the $100 million mark. Now, it's not all me. I have a wonderful team here. We did it together. But me as the leader having that desire and that goal, that's my job. Drive the organization to hit the goals. That's what I did. And without the new goal of whatever that new goal was going to be, 200 million, or I used to say a billion, and people would look at me like I was crazy, you don't have anything to burn that fuel as hot as you once did. And it's that fuel that literally has to be torched. It has to be burned off through goal setting. And when I had hit the goal and the fuel wasn't burning as hot, all I had left was that pain that was starting to creep out. All that stuff that I had quarantined and used as fuel was beginning to seep into my world. And it was starting to make me maniacal and crazy and frustrated. I couldn't put my finger on it. But my behavior was starting to get like a lunatic. And people around me were realizing it. I mean, there were a lot of symptoms in my office and signs of me starting to crack. But the ultimate crack is when one day we were in our studio. I was doing a live radio show at that time called The Grit on a national syndicated radio show. And the soundboard operator that we had always screwed up. We could never get the show right. Like the audio was never right. The mics would go in and out. We'd get a caller on the phone and we'd drop the caller. We'd get the caller back and we'd drop the caller again. And one week I said to the guy, you're going to do your job. You're going to get this radio show right or your ass is grass. I went into the studio that day. The light turns green. The show starts. The caller gets on the phone and we drop the caller. And I literally lost my mind. I ripped the mic out of the steel holder that it was in. And when I did it, I ripped it out with such force that I ended up smashing it through the flat screen behind me. And then I went crazy and I smashed the lighting equipment in the studio. And then I threw the mic at the guy. I literally threw a steel mic at the guy. And when I stormed out of the studio, all I saw were my employees staring at me. And in their eyes, all I saw was fear. Fear, like, did, did they kill the guy? Did Matt kill the sound operator today? And the realization that I saw in my employees' eyes was that, was that I had actually officially become a monster. All those things that I had fought against, 
the injustice, the bullying, the judgment, the me being slighted, the me being left out, nobody making me feel important. I had actually become the other side of that guy. I was now the bully. I saw it in their eyes that day. And I went into my office, I shut the door, and I cried. I knew that I had to torch what I thought I liked, which was this $100 million company built by a lunatic and try to build something that I loved. You see, your business is a reflection of you. Every small business is a reflection of the owner. If the owner's happy, the odds are the business is happy. And if the owner is a verifiable monster like I was, and chaotic and pained, so is the business. And that's what my business had become. And so I started out to change it. And we started with communication. I got everybody together and said, I'm going to torch this company. We're going to call it the torch, by the way, everybody. And we're going to get back to mission statements and core values. And we're going to rebuild this company like I should have built it in the beginning. And until we get it right, there's no chance that the company is going to grow. The mission statement that we put together took us months Discussion after discussion, thought process after thought process to finally build a mission statement that we could get behind. What does the company exist for? That's the purpose of the mission statement. It doesn't have to just be in your business. Hell, you should have it in your life too. What do you exist to achieve, to do, to accomplish, to be? And we came up with it at Commercial Fleet. And our mission statement says CFF exists to help ourselves and our clients reach their full potential through expectations, expertise, and gratitude. That's what we're on this planet to do. That's why we come to work every day, to reach our potential, to have clear expectations, to build experts so that once they achieve, we can show our gratitude for the effort and the result. And then we went and we attacked core values. What are we willing to tolerate? What lines in the sand are we no longer willing to cross? What will we put up with and what will we not put up with? And we created four core values. My favorite of those core values is core value number two, personal happiness. We're here because we want to be here. That's it. It's just that simple. Have you ever woken up and said, I can't go to that job one more minute? I can't do it today. I dislike it so much. I don't want to work with people who feel like that towards my company or to me. I want us to be happy. And the core values, the things that you are not willing to tolerate, the expectations that everyone around you must uphold, particularly you yourself, is the core value, the key component to the business. 
And then from there, I moved into an employment agreement, a trust agreement, if you will, that simply said the following. You can leave our company at any time. You can go into business for yourself. You can even open up your own competing business. But you can't take food off our plate. In other words, you can't take your clients with you. And I announced that on a Monday, I gave everyone the entire week to run it by their family, their parents, their legal, their lawyers, whatever they wanted to. But I wanted that document on Friday at 3 p.m. signed. I wanted to know who was on my team and who was off my team. And seven people wouldn't sign it. And just like that, in one week, the cost of the torch became real. And seven of my top 10 producers left. They wouldn't sign the agreement. I had killed their trust. They didn't want to be part of my mission anymore. They didn't want my core values. They thought that I was such a dick that why would they follow me again? And they wouldn't sign the document and they left. And poof, just like that, 30 million bucks went out the door. But I was willing to go to zero. That's how committed I was to change who I had become because of the pain that I had been quarantining and the fuel that I had used against that pain to build a successful company. I was willing to go to zero to change. You need to do the same thing in your world, whether it's in your life or your business or your relationships. You need to be willing to torch the actual thing that got you to your level you got to burn it up to be able to get to the next level, especially if that fuel burns so hot because of the pain. I'm proud to say that we're going to do $100 million again. And next year, in 2018, I think we could do 150 And the year after that, maybe 200 And the year after that, 250 I know that with such clarity and such certainty just like the same clarity that I knew that when we hit 100, we would never do anymore because the place was broken because I was broken because of it. But how do you know when the torch worked? How do you know if the effort to torch what you like to get what you love really played out? I don't think you know. I think you feel it. You begin to feel that it worked when you see happiness again in the people around you. When maybe out of the corner of your eye, you'll see somebody looking at you and they have that smile again that says, yeah, I'll follow you. I'll let you lead me. I'm interested in that. You'll feel the torch working when somebody like it just happened recently to me, comes into your office and says, hey, can I close the door? Sure, close the door. And one of my veteran salespeople who had been with me a long time who fought me hard against the torch. He didn't want to change. He didn't like the changes that I was making. Comes in and says, I want to apologize. I know that you wanted to torch this place and that I made your desires difficult. I fought you because I didn't like you. 
I didn't trust you. But I want to tell you today, I do like you. I like the changes you've made and who you've become. And I trust you again. I'm in, man. Count me in. And you'll feel the torch working when you're sitting next to your spouse. And she reaches down and grabs your knee. A feeling that you haven't felt in a long time. And you reach down and you grab her hand. And you begin to feel the power of your marriage and your family and your strength again coming back. You're open and you're transparent and you're willing to feel it again. And the power of your spouse saying, I'm willing to go there with you again. You haven't shut me out anymore. I'm on your team too. And you'll feel it when you walk through that front door and your kids actually run up to you and they hug you and they're happy that you're home. They're not afraid of what, what monster is going to walk through the door anymore. They want you to be with them. They want to be with you. You'll feel it when they say, hey, dad, let's go throw the ball. And you say, sounds like a great idea. Let's go do it. That's when you know that the torch has worked. You got to torch what you like to get what you love at certain points in your life. Otherwise, we end up living this life just to protect the pain. And when we're in a reactive and defensive mode, we're never going to be able to play the game of life on offense. You get one shot at this life. Don't fuck it up. I'm your host, Matt Monero. I'll see you down the road. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.